And we are back, the Against the Spread podcast, man. Oh, man. We are lighting it up this year, 2018-2019 uh, NFL season. This is the Warport Radio Series, Against the Spread podcast. Gracious host, Jared Adams. I'm back with my co-host with the Against the Spread podcast, Stat Guy. Where you at? I'm back in the building. I had a brief vacation. I want to just shout out to our special uh, guest spot. Uh, that held the, the war report down, uh, but the stat guy is back, and I'm going to bring you the noise. I'm still up here representing New Jersey, northern New Jersey. My garage door is open. My delivery people put my packages inside, and, uh, and I'm away from the savages. Oh, man, you're away from the savages. All right, man, we can uh, start right up, man. I know the listeners want to get into these picks. Uh, so Thursday night football, we're, we're recording this on a Friday right now. Um, uh, obviously, if the spreads move, the spreads moves. Nothing we could do about it. But uh, Thursday night football. Did you catch any of that Rams game last night? The Rams were uh, uh, six and a half point uh, spread, uh, spread favorite over the Minnesota Vikings, who were coming off that tough loss against the Bills in Week Two. Um, uh, excuse me, in Week Three. Um, so that's a pretty tough matchup to have to go to LA on the Thursday night short week and get that win. I of course went with the home team. Uh, it looks like uh, you went with Minnesota. Why'd you go with Minnesota last night? I thought uh, I usually would always pick for that Thursday night uh, game, the home team. I thought the Vikings, after that shellacking by the Bills, I thought they would bounce back because they are one of the top teams in the NFC. This was going to be a clash. Uh, I know that spread was about six and a half, so I took the Vikings and I lost by a, a half a point to that high-powered uh, L.A. Rams offense. I mean, they had three wide receivers over 100 yards, which is ridiculous. And um, you just can't have a linebacker on these wide receivers. I did watch the game. You know, they're running Barr versus uh, Cooper Cup. He torched these guys. Uh, Sean McVay has just put him in a beautiful position. Uh, and Jared Goff uh, at 6'4", 223, um, he played a really outstanding game. So I have to give it up to uh, the Rams. They showed me a little something. I thought the Vikings would be- bounce back. Absolutely, man. I know um, the Vikings, you know, they're they're a pretty solid team in the, in the NFC, even though they're going off of two straight losses now after this Rams loss. Um, for me, it was just simple, you know. Um, I know your rule about the Thursday night football game usually go with the home team. So far, the home team, you know, is uh, pretty much 4-0 to start the year. So um, I'm not going to waver off the home team on Thursday night just yet. And that's the reason why I took the Rams' money line last night. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, Anthony Barr, you know, he's having a – he had really two tough weeks. You know, Josh Allen – Made him look kind of silly, you know. He hurdled uh, him in week three and got on uh, and kind of uh, finessed him for a touchdown, running touchdown, where he couldn't just keep up with the guy. And then you come back week four, you know, you putting on Anthony Barr on uh, wide receivers, and he's getting torched again. And, you know, he's he's an all pro, you know, so it's pretty tough for uh, Anthony Barr right now. Uh, he's not putting a lot of good uh, game tape on film right now, but at the same time, it's, it's also some of the scheme. Um, yeah, I believe like Mike Zimmer, you know, he's a defensive minded head coach. And but the NFL these days are offense. You got to just be able to spread the floor, uh, the field. And these defensive coaches, the Mike Zimmers, the Todd Bowles, you know, they might be on their way out uh, because the NFL is about the offense uh, and 
Um, and you can see the potency of the Rams. They didn't even really use their stud running back, Todd Gurley, and, and they still threw up 38 points. So a uh, good win for the Rams. I went against my uh, beliefs and, and went with the visiting team. Uh, but, you know, uh, hopefully that, that will be just one uh, loss for the week, though. Absolutely, man. We can move on to Sunday, week four, September 30th. Uh, one o'clock games, man. Let's start at the Jets. Uh, going traveling to Jacksonville to place the uh, uh to play the Jaguars. The Jaguars are favored uh by seven points here. Dunko Index has the Jaguars by fifteen. He's gonna take the Jags here. Um, interesting pick. Uh, considering that the Jags are coming off that loss to the Titans, where they were favored by nine and a half points in Vegas. And you know, um, my usual rule, you know, if it's gonna be a a pretty large spread to cover. You know what I mean? It better be a pretty high-powered offense that is going to get the points. And I knew that they weren't going to, able, going to be able to cover that spread against the Titans, and they wind up actually losing that game anyway. You know what I mean? Even though they were favored by 9.5, I feel like there's no way the Jacks can ever cover 9.5, no matter who they're playing. This week they're playing the Jets, you know, and they're playing a rookie quarterback that does throw a lot of interceptions. So I do feel like the Jacks can give uh, Sam Darnold a lot of issues. I'm not sure if they're going to cover the spread. Give me the Jags money line here. Easy win. Yeah, the Jets have the 10 days off playing that Thursday night versus uh, the Browns. But I don't think it's going to make a difference. Uh, I have Jacksonville in this game. I just think uh, Blake Bortles, he is very hot and cold. You know, he was great against the Patriots, and then he sucked against the Titans. So um, I'm going to take the Jacksonville uh, Jags, and with that loss, potentially will put Todd Bowles on uh, his butt's going to feel hot. Absolutely, you think so, man? I, I I I don't know about Todd Bowles right now. You know, uh, he's had two you know, five win seasons. He's in New York. These people up here are thirsty. They have to have a storyline. Uh, Eli got a win last week, so they're not talking about the Giants as much. Eventually, that he's going to come. Maybe I'm a little premature, uh, but uh, eventually, you start uh, losing consistently. They're going to be calling for some some meat, some red meat in, in the arena. Absolutely, man. That's actually a good point. You know, with the new quarterback in there, Sam Darnold, maybe the Jets start looking for an offensive-minded young head coach yes. similar to the Rams. You know what I mean? They upstart that offense and, and, and transform the Jets from a traditionally defensive team, which we've seen yes. over the past five, ten years, to an offensive-minded team. So I understand I understand you're thinking in that, in that regard. Uh, but uh, seeing that we agree on that pick right there, we can move on to the next game. Uh, the next game is going to be uh, the Dolphins uh, traveling to New England, a divisional game uh, against the Patriots. The Patriots coming off a loss. We're, they're coming off two losses, straight losses, something that we don't really see from Tom Brady and, and, and the New England Patriots. The Patriots are favored by six and a half points in Vegas. Dunko Indus has the Patriots by nine. He's going to take the Patriots minus six and a half. Um, this is very interesting because the Dolphins, you know, they're actually surprisingly uh, a little bit better uh, on the field than they are on paper. You know, they don't. They traded Jarvis Landry. They they traded away uh, Ajayi uh, last year. You know what I mean? Uh, but. Surprisingly, they were able to beat the uh, Raiders, and they were able to, they were able to beat the uh, the Titans the in Week One, along with the Jets. So they really haven't beaten a high quality opponent. But three and O is three and O. Okay, yeah, exactly. So the Dolphins are undefeated. 
Do I expect the Dolphins to remain undefeated against the Patriots? I do not. You know what I mean? Even though the Patriots are coming off of two straight losses, um, you know, that only means they're more likely to bounce back uh, sometime. I don't think – I don't expect three straight losses from the Patriots. Give me the Patriots here with the spread. I think they're able to cover here against the Dolphins. How do you see this game, stat guy? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Finns. Uh, D- Danny Amendola is coming back to haunt his old teammate. Uh, they got another wide receiver by the name of Albert Wilson who came over from the Chiefs. He's been playing really well. Tannenbaum is, is playing out of his mind. I know this boy they got from Alabama was pro- not. I don't want to say the steal of the draft is Mikhail Fitzpatrick. He's a cornerback from Alabama. He's he's kind of solidified their defense a little bit. I'm going to go with the Finns and give me those points. If they show up against the Patriots, it'll be a great story for Monday. Absolutely, man. That's actually a really good point. I do think that uh, uh the guy uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, the uh, defensive back. He's actually shown up really well uh, in his first three games of the NFL season. He had a very strong preseason. Uh, he's out there making plays, man. Uh, he's, he's forcing fumbles, you know what I mean, making the right tackle when it needs to be made, getting past breakups. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's really hard for me to, to – uh, even though the Patriots have lost twice, you know, in a row, and they, 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 they've, they've lost against the spread, you know. I'm, I just have a hard time picking against the Patriots at home against the yes. divisional team, you know what I mean, to go 0-3, you know, because when, when the Patriots go 0-3, I think then then the media coverage starts to uh, heighten up and uh, people are going to start w- wondering on what's going on in, in New England. So give me the Patriots here. This, this is the story every year with the Patriots to a degree when they lost to Kansas City last year. Uh, Kelsey was making plays all over the field. I can remember they called for the demise of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and they always bounced back. So this is like an early season slump. I'm not saying they might they might win, but give me those seven and a half points with the, with the Dolphins. Okay, okay, man. We can move on to the next game. We got the Philadelphia Eagles with Carson Wentz back, getting that first win uh, of the season with Carson Wentz back last week over the Colts. We got the Eagles. Defending Super Bowl champions traveling to uh, Tennessee to face the Titans. Uh, the Eagles are favored uh, on the road, uh, minus three and a half points. Dunko Index has the Eagles by eight and a half. Uh, he's going to take the Eagles minus three and a half here. Um, I usually don't like uh, this matchup for the Eagles, uh, considering that the Titans are a defensive-minded team now uh, with their head coach, even though the Titans have a bunch of questions. Uh, I'm not sure if the Eagles should be favored on the road here, minus three and a half over uh, the Titans, who are going to be home here. Um, and I have a hard time picking the Eagles, even though I think the Eagles might win this game. Um, so this is really a tough game for me. You, I, like I said, I'm picking the games on the fly, which I think is the best way to pick. You know what I mean? You don't want to overanalyze before you get on air, you know, and, uh, uh, you know what I mean, wind up, you know what I mean, picking teams that you may not have thought that you might have picked with your first initial thought of how you would see this game unfolding um but at the same time you know the eagles they they have a better they have a better pet pedigree right now than the titans um picking them you know what i mean to cover this spread is a little tough but it's only three and a half give me the eagles uh as the uh road favorite here um i usually don't like picking road favorites um uh, like with the spread but give me the eagles minus three and a half here uh, uh, to lay the spread. 
That's a fair enough assessment, man. We can move on to the next game. You know, that's a really tough matchup, though. Before we move on uh, briefly, you know, uh, that's an interesting spread as well. You know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Titans actually get this win, you know what I mean, at home or at least cover the spread or the Eagles win by three and wind up not covering. That Those are all possible outcomes here. Um, you know, if you want to go safe bet, Eagles money line, uh, but then again, they might not even win this game, you know. It, it, this one's really a toss-up for me. But yeah, like like I, uh, I'm glad we agree. Uh, Eagles minus three and a half here to lay the points. We can move on to the next game. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, we can move on. Uh, Texans 0-3 are going to be traveling to uh, Indianapolis to face the Colts. Uh, the Colts are pretty much still a mystery to me. Texans surprisingly started 0-3. I'm not sure what's going on with them. Look at this spread. If you if you listen to this, if you listen to this correctly, stat guy. They have the Colts by 11 and a half points. Uh, Dunko Index has the Texans by one. He's going to take the Texans plus 11 and a half. Uh, this one might be uh, pretty much the lock of the week for me. Whenever I see 11 and a half uh, with, with two teams that are pretty fairly matched, always go with uh, the points. Uh, take these points here with the Texans. Uh, this is an easy, easy, easy game for me to choose as far as against the spread. Um, not to say that the Texans will get their first win of the season. But I don't think the Colts are 11.5 points better than the Texans. So give me the Texans here plus 11.5. How do you see this game, stat guy? Oh, this is also, I, it's, it's almost like a stay away game for me. I know Oliver, uh, excuse me, I keep calling him Oliver Luck, but Andrew Luck, he, he's really not throwing the ball downfield. Um, it might be because of lack of talent, but uh, maybe he's coming off that arm injury. He's. They gutted out wins. I think they're trying to tr- uh, kind of almost uh, change their style of play. Um, reluctantly, I'm going to pick the Colts over the Texans. Um, but this could go either way. I don't have a whole lot on this. I know 0-3, the Texans are going to be playing at a desperation. Uh, but give me the home team here. Okay, fair it's- enough, man. You, do you really think that the Colts can, can cover an 11.5-point spread? It's it's eleven or it's it's actually eleven and a half or that's the Dunkel. No, no, I got no. That's the Vegas spread right now. Is 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 close by eleven and a half. We could go on Google right now and, and check. You know what I mean? If we want to get an updated uh, spread count, if you want. Yeah, that's a really high spread there, uh, uh, my gracious host. Uh, if that's the case, I'll, yeah, I'm going to flip flop for a change and go with the Texans. That's too high. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, that's that's uh. We have to verify that, though. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm looking on Google. Surprisingly, it didn't uh, pop up immediately. Um, I'm not sure. 
Um, favorites over attackers. Maybe, maybe uh, I'm wrong here. Maybe uh, I'm getting I'm getting uh, conflicting reports on Google saying that this spread is actually not eleven and a half, but uh, one and a half, maybe. So, yeah, so let's change that agree. now. I would go with the Colts if it's that close, but we'll see. It, it's not life and death here. Uh, again, I, this would be a stay away game for me. These, these guys are going to be. I know the Texans. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson has got to start playing a little bit better. Uh, and and 0-4 would be you still there? for the Texans to be. Okay. All right. That's fair enough, man. We can move on. Uh, Bills uh, coming off that surprise victory against the Vikings on the road are going to be traveling to Green Bay to face the uh, Aaron Rodgers-led Packers. Uh, the Packers are favored by 10.5 in Vegas. Dunko Index has the Bills by six and a half. He's going to tell people to take the Bills plus ten and a half right here. Um, and I'm going to actually join him in that assessment right now. The Packers are zero and three against the spread to start off the year. Um, uh, just to uh, ask the Packers right now to cover a ten and a half spread over a team and the Bills that actually showed a lot of new life under their newly uh, rookie-led quarterback Josh Allen. I think he's going to surprise a lot of teams this year after what I saw against the Vikings, you know. Uh, it, it takes a lot of uh, gusto, you know, to do what he did last week against the Vikings, you know, uh, in his first NFL start. You know, he's a little bit more athletic than people will give him credit for. Uh, this is a guy out of Wyoming, you know, that um, he, he has a lot of uh, – uh, he had that Carson Wentz um, factor to him entering the draft. You know what I mean? A little bit unknown, a little bit uh, less of a program, didn't play against the tougher schools or, or the big-time Alabamas of the world and stuff like that. But at the same time, uh, it's all about how it translates to the NFL field. And I like what I saw last week against uh, the Vikings when I saw the Bills play. Um, so I think 10.5 is a little bit too much for me to pick the Packers who are 0-3 right now against the spread. Give me the Bills plus 10 and a half here on the road. Yeah, uh, I also uh, will agree with you. The Bills shocked the world uh, versus that Vikings. Uh, but going up to Lambeau is no joke. Um, before I start, I just want to give a shout out. I haven't been on the air to, to Vontae Davis. Uh, I want to give him a shout out for retiring at halftime. Uh, that, was a, that was a boss move. Uh, from my perspective, I got some hella chuckles <laughs> off of that. And shout out to Monte Davis. Uh, going back to the game, though, the Packers, they can't rush the ball right now. And they are been one-dimensional under Mike McCarthy for the last five years. You cannot, you got run the ball. Please give me the 10 points with the Bills with a closer game than expected even though everybody loves Green Bay and they think Aaron Rodgers is Superman, you can't do it by yourself. Give me the 10 and a half. Absolutely, man. Speaking about their running game, first of all, they're going to need an actual real running back. You know what I mean? Right now they got their, they still got like Montgomery out there. He's got an 88 number because he's really a wide receiver playing running back. I know he could do a little bit of both. But, you know, um, you know the Packers, I'm not sure what's going on with them. You know, they gave Aaron Rodgers all that uh, guaranteed money. Which he was well-deserved, you know what I mean? He's pretty much been their entire franchise yeah. for the past, like, 10 years. But, you know, um, I just don't I, – I still like the Packers, you know what I mean? I still think they'll make the playoffs. They might actually win this game, 
But to say that they're going to cover a 10.5 point spread after what I've seen so far, you know, uh, I just I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't know why they have not tried to develop a, a all-around team around Aaron Rodgers. You know, Clay Matthews is playing much better. He's another semi-overrated player uh, that's with the long hair. He's a household name with the Campbell suit. But they don't have any, they, they don't have a solidified squad overall. And I just believe, similar to the Cowboys, they're just a little bit overrated to me. So the Bills under uh, Sean McDermott, I give this guy a little credit. I know he's in his first, second year uh, head coaching up in Buffalo. He, he really got these guys. They could have folded because they were a laughing stock the first two weeks of the season. Absolutely, man. I mean, you could just tell from the uh, the Vontae Davis retirement how the media took that. You know, they were just saying they. You mean the Bills were the laughing stock before they moved on yes. to Josh? Uh, excuse me, to Josh Allen last week. You know, it is crazy. But you know, I see new life in this Bills team. You know what I mean? They're, they're looking like a playoff team. Uh, if you go off what we saw last week, I know NFL is week to week. But you know, uh, I'm not saying the Bills win this game on the road. It wouldn't surprise me though if the Bills do do win this game. Uh, I will say that, and I think that ten and a half points is just a little bit too much for me. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on, seeing that we agree on this game. Uh, the next next game is gonna be the Lions. It's still one o'clock, by the way. Lions going into Dallas to play the uh, Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by three at home. Uh, Dunko Index likes the Lions by one. He's gonna take the Lions on the road plus three. Now this one is a really really tough matchup. You know Matthew Stafford is from the Dallas area. If I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know what I mean he usually plays well um, in Dallas when he when he plays the Cowboys. However, the, the Lions rarely do get the win. Now the Cowboys, however, this isn't, this isn't the same Cowboys of old. You know where you could at least expect. You know what I mean? To get the ball to Des Bryant. People say he has diminishing skills or whatever the case may be. But having 88 out there, having Des Bryant out there with a team like the Cowboys that we're seeing this year, it just gives him a different element, you know what I mean? Uh, for a guy that you can at least throw up the ball and he can make a big play whenever, you know what I mean? It's still that possibility, in my opinion. Um, so the Lions, I like what I've seen out of the Lions. You know, they, they, um, they actually defeated the Patriots last week, which was a surprise to me. Uh, I know a lot of guys uh, did pick the Lions to actually win that game uh, that do the, the Against the Spread podcast with me. Uh, so the Lions, uh, they're a little bit better uh, than people will give them credit for, even though what we saw in week one against the Jets was a disgrace. The Cowboys are a little bit overrated. Um, but at the same time, the Cowboys are home, you know what I mean? And they really, really need this win. I think the Cowboys can do enough to, to get this victory. Give me the Cowboys... At home, uh, again with with the spread minus three, uh, and I tell you what, if the Cowboys lose this game against the Lions or don't cover, wow. this will be my last time uh, being favorable to the Cowboys on my podcast this year. How do you see this game, that guy? I watched the Lions when they played the San Francisco 49ers. I also watched the full entire game of the Cowboys playing the Seattle uh, Seahawks. I've been watching a lot of uh, football this year uh, on Game Pass, you know, with the four monitors over uh, uh, my buddy's house, my brother, and 
the Cowboys are a little, they, they're sort of like uh, the political situation uh, in, in Washington, D.C., with a lot of lies. They, like, they lie to themselves, talking about we don't need any whiteouts. Uh, we're going to develop these guys. They, they, they need some additional help on offense. And, and Matthew Stafford with, with uh, Detroit, uh, he, he's he's also, uh, he's got a golden arm. I want to take the Detroit Lions in a mini upset um, here versus the Cowboys. Jason, uh, 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 the coach, he, he's just, he doesn't do anything for me but, but clap his hands on the sidelines. And, and I, I want to take the Lions here, uh, gracious host. Okay, man, that's fair enough, man. I, I Honestly... Um, I really don't want to regret this pick. You know what I mean? It wouldn't surprise me at all if the Lions charge into Dallas and get that win. Um, I'm a I'm gonna give the Cowboys one more chance to prove themselves yes. to me. Uh, in Week Four, you know what I mean? While still early, you know what I mean? If they're gonna make the playoffs or have or even go eight and eight, you know what I mean? They gotta win the game like this at home against a pretty good team. Uh, it is a again fairly matched squad. Uh, going head to head here. Uh, we can move yeah. on to the next game. Yeah, I just wanted to make one more point uh, the, with the Lions playing on that uh, indoor surface, similar to their home turf. You know, they got a really fast offense. Uh, the wide receiver uh, Galloway, or I believe his name is, he's making a lot of plays. He's very underrated. This, I don't know. His, I don't have the stats in front of me, but uh, they're making a lot of plays on offense. Uh, the Lions after that debacle versus the Jets week one. Okay, man, that's fair enough, man. Moving on to the next one o'clock game, we got my Buccaneers. Uh, straight off that Ryan Fitzmagic, aka Ryan Fitztragic performance we saw Monday night against the Steelers. We're going to be traveling to Chicago uh, to face the Bears. The, right now, the Bears are favored by three. Dunko Index has the Bears by five. He's going to take the Bears minus three at home. Um,. Now, this is a really tough game for me to gauge simply because we don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be for the Buccaneers. Come on, man. It's going to be uh, a Fitz. Come on. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's going to be Fitz, but it, sh- it probably shouldn't be Fitz, you know, if, we're going- if we want to win this game. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm not, I'm not really – I'm okay with having Jameis on the bench for this game, and here's why. Uh, of course, the Bears, they bring that aggressive defense and that – uh, pass rush, aggressive pass but with Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith and uh, Leonard Floyd and all like, all these guys that they've they've built up on that defense. They got two. Uh, they got they got some solid uh, defensive back play as well. You know what I mean? That is pretty much matched by that good pass rush up front. Uh, but at the same time, Jameis uh, historically has been the guy. You know what I mean? Even though he he, he can. Uh, make a lot of plays under duress and under pressure and actually uh, scramble out and uh, extend plays. He's also been the guy that, you know what I mean, has lost a lot of fumbles in his career. Yes. So I can understand not bringing Jameis back for this game because this isn't a really good matchup for Jameis Winston. Now, uh, at the same time, you know, the Steelers kind of put out a, a blueprint on how to defeat the Bucks uh, when Ryan Fitzpatrick is our quarterback. All you got to do is get a lot of pressure up in his face, you know what I mean? And he, he's going to make some mistakes. Um, so the Bears look like a, a, a real powerful, powerful team, uh, especially at home here. But at the same time, Mitchell Trubisky, you know, he's a, he's a little bit overrated right now in his second year. He's, he's not really offensive juggernaut just yet. 
Uh, they don't have a lot of uh, great uh, weapons on offense that our defense should be really afraid of, per se, other than their running back, uh, Howard. Um, so give me the Bucks here, plus the three, on the road. You know, if, if Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't have a, a productive first half, I say pull him, put in Jameis. We got nothing to lose. We need this win. This is a big game. Yeah, earlier this week, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, earlier this week, I just caught a quick clip of Tony Dungy. Who knows Tampa Bay? He's, he's you know, part of their uh, history saying that who gives the team the best chance to win? And with Jamison first cu just getting back, he said that Fitzpatrick. So I'm going to lean on uh, the Hall of Famer Tony Dungy. I think Fitzpatrick with three straight 400 games um, deserves this start um i'm gonna go with the tampa bay bucks also trubisky he's not pushing the ball down the field i heard a stat where he's 5.7 yards you know per completion you know he this guy's not throwing the ball down the field you know and the bears defense are holding them down i i know you mentioned uh mac and these other cats but the defensive coach is named vic Fagio, and he was a former 49er back from the uh, the Harbaugh days. So this guy is like one of these old Bill Parcells type defensive guys. He's got them playing. So uh, it's going to be a closely match, but that, that offense for Tampa Bay has been electric this year. Uh, and I, I think they're going to get back on track. Have a seat, Winston. Okay, uh, that's fair enough. You know, you never know. I'm, I'm totally okay with Ryan Fitzpatrick starting this game simply because uh, Jameis Winston, you know, he, 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 he lets, the, he lets the football go a little bit too much for my liking. And, and this Bears defense is designed on getting fumbles and sack fumbles and, and things of that nature. So, uh, I say, you know what I mean? Have him in the clip ready for the second half if things don't go well. I, I say full, I say, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is on a very, very short leash. If he is the starter, you know, uh, seeing that Jameis Winston, uh, overall still to me is the better quarterback. Give Jameis Winston a chance with a new play caller this season, a better offensive line. You know, O.J. Howard's in his second year. Chris Godwin's in his second year. Uh, Mike Evans is just getting better. He's kind of just entering his prime. Deshaun Jackson is, is showing what he can do when he's given a chance, you know. So, um, I'm totally fine with Ryan Schipak starting this game. But if things go left, you know, it, you got to pull him and, and put in Jameis. We can move. Let's keep it moving. Okay, we can move to the next game. Uh, last one o'clock game is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Atlanta. Wow, the Falcons really have an easy schedule this year. This is another home game for the Falcons already. Uh, Bengals at Falcons. Falcons are favored by five and a half points. Dunko Index only has the Falcons by two and a half. He's going to take the Bengals by five and a half points. I'm not going to join him in that assessment simply because the Bengals, you know. This is their second uh, road uh, uh, game in a row. You know what I mean? They lost um, last week against the Panthers. Um, and uh, not to say that the Falcons are all world or anything like that, but they're coming off a tough loss last week against, against the Saints. They got to really protect their house here, you know, uh, if they're going to make the playoffs this year. And um, the Bengals, you know, we, we've discussed the Bengals at length. You know, even though they started out 2-0, are these, are these the same Bengals of old under Marvin Lewis? You know, can we really, really depend on them to get these wins and cover these spreads? I don't really think so just yet. 
Give me the Falcons here, uh, money line. I'm not sure if they're going to cover a five-and-a-half point spread, but they'll definitely get this win. I totally agree with you, gracious host. Uh, Atlanta has that high-powered offense in the red zone. They're very efficient. Um, I'm hearing that A.J. Green is banged up a little bit with the groin. Um, so give me the Falcons at home. Cincinnati has beaten, uh, like, like you said, they, they have to watch their back because you don't want to lose two, three in a, in a row in the NFL. Absolutely, absolutely, man. They got to protect their house, you know. They're probably going to have to go on the road after this uh, after this week, of course. You know, they had a, a, a bunch of home games already. So, you know, the Falcons, they can't they can't mess this up, you know. They've, they've, they've had two division games at home already against the Panthers, which they won, and then against the Saints, which they lost. And now they're home again, you know what I mean? They got to they gotta really protect this house and get this win. And uh, they're, they're not a bad team, you know. Uh, even though they lost to the Saints, they lost to the Eagles. Those are two really good teams that made the playoffs last year. I'm going to give them the benefit out of, of the doubt over, over uh, a team like the Bengals, you know, who, are, who still have a lot of question marks, even though they started out hot as 2-0. Yeah, I, 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 there's no way I see the Bengals getting this win here. It's damn near locked. Okay, we can move on to the 4 o'clock games. The Seattle Seahawks coming off their first win are going to be traveling to Arizona to face the newly led Josh Rosen-led Cardinals. You know what I mean? They made the QB change this week, so they got a new QB in there, uh, which may tip the scale. Anyway, the Seahawks are favored on the road, uh, minus three. Uh, Dunkel Index has the Seahawks by nine. He's going to take the Seahawks minus three. This is a really, really tough game for me to judge simply because Josh Rosen here is the X factor, and we haven't really seen a lot of, uh, of, of Josh Rosen on game tape, you know. Say, for example, last week, Josh Allen uh, for the Bills, you know, a lot of guys hadn't seen him play, you know what I mean, and Minnesota was favored by 16.5 points at home, you know. But obviously the X factor there was Josh Allen. It's a new quarterback, you know what I mean. As soon as you insert a new quarterback into the lineup, Everything can change, you know what I mean? The expectations that you may have had of the Cardinals uh, throughout uh, leading up to Week Four now have kind of flipped, you know what I mean? It, it may give it may give the new life, it may not, you know what I mean? He may go out there and throw a pick six his first his, his first play, you know what I mean? Against the Seahawks defense, you never know. Right now, the Seahawks have a better pedigree than the Cardinals, um, and this is a, a a division matchup for them, and, and one that they really need to win, and they're going to get back on track. Um, with all that being said, you know, Seahawks coming off their first victory last week, um, with a divided locker room, it seems like, you know, I, I feel like they could still get it done against the Cardinals, even with Josh, uh, uh, Rosen in there, inserting him at, as the QB. Give me the Seahawks minus three here. Yeah, Rosen, he talked a lot on draft night. Now it's going to be time for him to either put up or shut, shut up. You know, uh, he, he's got he coming out of UCLA. I liked him. I I, I was thinking that the Jets would have picked him if, if um, things had went according to schedule. But then Cleveland threw that monkey wrench in there on draft day, and Rosen fell. Uh, he talked the talk, uh, so now it's time for him to get on the field. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks here. They they played well against Dallas. They win this game. They're two and two. You know, over the last four or five years, the Seahawks have been a really 
you know, 13 wins, 12 wins, 10 wins, 10 wins. And even last year, they had nine wins in 2017. So give me the Seahawks against Arizona. Their coaching staff hasn't uh, shown me anything uh, from, the, from the Cardinals. Um, so give me the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, please. All righty, man. Next 4 o'clock game. We got the Cleveland Browns traveling to the winless Oakland Raiders. Uh, remember, uh, week one, we discussed how uh, uh, Chucky, you know, he was in for a rude awakening being away 10 years in the game. You know, it does, it's not that easy to, to, you know, leave the broadcast booth, you know what I mean, and come back into the game 10 years thinking that you're going to be all world, start 3-0. Um, anyway, the Raiders are favored at home here, minus 3. Um, Dunko Index has the Browns by 4.5. He's going to take the Browns plus 3. Now, this is a really another tough game to gauge, a game that I would, I would stay away, away from if I'm actually sports betting and, and putting some money down simply because Baker Mayfield is, is in the game. He's a starter now. I think the Browns would be 3-0 if they had Baker inserted earlier to start the season. Um, nonetheless, he got, him their, he got them their first win uh, pretty much last week against the Jets on Thursday night. So, uh, there's a lot of preparation is going to this game. Uh, the Browns, you know, they got Baker inserted in there. It may, it may be a difference for them. They're actually a, a solid team with an accurate quarterback, and, and Baker Mayfield pro- provides that accuracy that they've been looking for. Um, but at the same time, the Raiders, you know, they, they're 0-3. They, they really need a win, you know, unless they're just going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year, which is quite possible. Um, uh, again, I, I, I continue to pick the Raiders to get their first win. Of, of the year, and uh, I think that they can get it this week against the Browns. Hopefully, you know what I mean, the Raiders can can bounce back off this 0-3 start and get uh, chucking his first win as head coach this year. Give me the Raiders minus three at home. Yeah, we're going to disagree here. Uh, I can't believe this is coming out of my mouth that I'm going to pick the Browns uh, for this. I know they had the 10 days off. Uh playing the Thursday night game. Yeah, I'm not sold on the Browns, but I'm, the Raiders will come out and maybe score on their first drive. You can put some money on that. They're going to look impressive. But that third and fourth quarter, they've been horrendous. They've been giving it up real easy. Uh, uh, third, fourth quarter, second half. And, and the Browns have been steady. Uh, and I don't know, like I said, you had mentioned with... Uh, with Josh Rosen coming in and, and maybe lighting the fire, Mayfield, Mayfield did light a fire, and, and and we'll see what happens if he can back that performance he had against the Jets. So give me the Browns uh, in this particular matchup. Yeah, man. I, honestly, I, I think that I would pick the Browns here against most teams in the NFL. I just think that the Raiders, you know, at returning home, you know what I mean? They had the tough loss last week against the, the, the Dolphins, which I thought that, you know, they're a better team than the, the Dolphins, you know, and they just had a, a, a really, really tough, tough break this year. You know, they're itching for a win, you know what I mean? No team wants to start 0-4, you know what I mean? I, I hope uh, uh, John Gruden hasn't lost the rock, locker room already, you know, so I just think that the Raiders are due for a win here. Uh, any other team, I would probably pick the Browns winning against this week. Say, for example, if the Browns were home and if the Raiders had to travel into Cleveland, I'm taking the Browns. The fact yes. that the Raiders are at home and they really need this win, uh, give me the Raiders here. Uh, we can move on to the 425 game. It's going to be the Saints 
uh, traveling to uh, MetLife to play to play the Giants. Uh, the Saints are favored uh, on the road as favorites as, as three and a half. Uh, Dunko Spread has the Giants even. He's going to take the Giants plus three and a half. I'm going to join him in that assessment. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants here with the points simply because I remember last time the Saints had to travel to MetLife and play the Giants. The Giants actually got the win. And I, I, I like, I just, I, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, the Saints, they have a Swiss cheese defense. At the end of the day, the Giants don't have much to speak for on the defensive side of the ball either. But uh, they were at home. You know, they're coming off their first win. You know, if they're going to be 2-2 two and two, uh, to start out the season, the Giants really need this win at home. I think it'll be a close matchup. And I expect the Giants to uh, win this game. So it's, it, it makes it a little bit easier that they're going to gain 3.5 points here uh, with the spread. You're changing my mind, but I'm going to lean with the Saints. That was my first uh, ideology uh, with Drew Brees. I think the Giants will not be able to keep pace. I know Ingram, the tight end for the Giants, is out. Uh, uh, Vernon Oliver, the defensive, supposed defensive stud, he's out for the uh, – he's been he, – I don't think he's played all year. So their defense uh, – these, these are the type of players – you miss, you know, over a period of time. Maybe one game you can survive, two games. But once it starts, it starts becoming a, a, a sore uh, when, when you're missing three multiple games. So give me the Saints. Even though they're away from the Dome uh, to, to bounce back and, and, and take out the G-Men. Okay, man, fair enough, man. Honestly, the reason why I'm going with the Giants is just going off of history. You know, I remember the last time the Saints – had to play the Giants at MetLife, you know, and they were able to make, the Giants were able to make plays, man, at the end of the day to uh, get that win, you know, and I, I fully expect to, uh, and, and honestly, the, the teams haven't changed that much since that victory the Giants had over the Saints. I just think that uh, the Giants just uh, have a little bit more juice coming out, coming off that first victory, you know, uh, I expect them to get this win here. Uh, we can yeah, move being on. Being up here in the Northeast, you know, I, I, I'm on Giants overload. You know, I'm tired of talking about the Giants. Let's keep it pushing, uh, uh, gracious, and, and get the Giants off the board, man. I'm right over here by Turnpike Exit 16E off the Turnpike Route 17 to MetLife. I, I'm eating, drinking. I see Giant hats. I'm tired of the Giants. <laughs> well, uh, I guess you'll be happy about this next game. Even though Jiropo, uh, Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is out, uh, 49ers are going to be uh, playing the L.A. Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are favored by 10.5 in Vegas. Dunko Index has the 49ers by one. He's going to take the 49ers plus 10.5. Uh, this is a really, really tough game to gauge uh, considering the spread. I know um, if, if you have to pick this game, the winner, i definitely pick the Chargers. But 10.5 points is a lot. Uh, I'm not even sure who the 49ers starting quarterback is without Jimmy G in there. But so give me the Chargers uh, minus ten and a half reluctantly to get the, uh, to cover the spread here, simply because the, the the 49ers right now are more of a mystery without their quarterback in there. Give me the uh, Chargers minus ten and a half. Wow, I'm actually thinking that the team, and I'm speaking as a 49er fan, really briefly, that will rally around the injury of their. Uh, uh, quarter, the starting quarterback, a guy by the name of C.J. Beathard is going to be in there. He played after Hoyer last year. I just think the defense that was 
you know, the Chiefs had them in a bad spot, but they did rally. They were within a one uh, score uh, possession when Jimmy Garoppolo went down. Um, so I think the team, as the season wears on, C.J. Beathard will be exposed. But for one game, I think they can cover that spread. I'm not saying they're going to win. I know that trip from uh, San Francisco, which is actually Santa Clara, where they play, to L.A. is not that much of a, of a, a commute. It's not like they're traveling 3,000 miles. Give me the Niners in those points. Okay, man, fair enough. We've reached the Sunday night football game. Divisional matchup. This one is always a fun matchup to watch on Sunday night or Monday night. This game is usually always on prime time. We got the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Pittsburgh to place the Steelers uh, at Sunday night football this week. The Steelers are favored by three at home. Dunkel Index has the Ravens even. He's going to take the Ravens plus three here. Uh, this is a really, really interesting game for me. The Ravens, you know, they're not really a great team, but they're a decent home team, uh, like like a lot of good home teams are. For example, the Broncos, when they played the Ravens, when they went into Baltimore last week, I knew that the Broncos had no chance of beating the Ravens simply because the Broncos, their whole identity is their home team when they're playing at mile high. Once they leave mile high, they are not the same team. Uh, they, they just don't perform the same way. They don't have that uh, advantage that they have at mile high. So you're moving that here against the Ravens. The Steelers, they get some home field love, you know what I mean, that home crowd behind them. Le'Veon Bell still hasn't re- reported. Uh, it looks like the Steelers have completely moved on uh, now from Le'Veon Bell after getting that first win of the season. And if you look at it, you know, even though the Steelers, you know, had the Buccaneers won, it, it, it would have gave the Steelers the feeling of 0-3. Now, you know, that the Steelers win last week against Monday night, their record at 1-1-1 doesn't look as bad on paper. You know what I mean? They really only have one loss, one tie, one win. You know, um, at the end of the day, the Steelers are at home here. They have a, they have more weapons than the Ravens. Um, give me the Steelers, uh, uh, Steelers money line here. I'm not sure if they'll cover the spread, but uh, they'll definitely get this win at home. Yeah, real briefly, um, how do you feel about uh, Bell possibly being traded to, say, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the New York Jets? Or That's been floating around this week, uh, being a trade. I think he could actually put uh, certain teams back in, in a very high mix. Oh, as far as the Buccaneers are concerned, I mean... I'm wait. I'm waiting on my my the update on my phone to happen right now, man. I've been watching Bell highlights for uh, since the season started, hoping somehow he could, he could get in the Tampa Bay uh, uniform because at the end of the day we have no running game right now. Our uh, running back, our starting running back, is Peyton Barber. He's yet to go over 100 yards a game this season, and and Bell just gives us a new a new dimension. And, uh, and honestly, this is how I look at the Bell trade if he were traded to the Buccaneers specifically. And I'll get to the, the other teams um, in, in a second. I feel like Bell gives us a solid chance to make that, that playoff run that we're going to need, you know what I mean, as, as far as the momentum. You know what I mean? As soon as this Ryan, Fat, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know what I mean, uh, whole wave, you know what I mean, kind of dies down. And Jameis is in there, you know what I mean, and then we ride the whole Jameis wave. Hopefully to the playoffs, you know. Say if we get Le'Veon Bell week 10, you know what I mean, with Jameis in there and we got a winning record, I think that's going to put us over the top. 
Do you know what I mean? To, to compete with the Rams or compete with the Packers or compete with the Vikings or, or one of the top teams, you know what I mean, in the NFC. So I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Whatever the Steelers' action price is, even if it's a first-round pick, you know what I mean? I'd okay. give that up for Le'Veon okay. Bell. I would do so it. You're talking serious. You're talking serious. I want to get back to the Ravens, Pittsburgh. That That's very fascinating. I wish, and with all that said, why does Pittsburgh not re-sign this guy? He is a stud. He's a top five player in the entire NFL. But this is why I'm going to go with the Ravens. Even, I, I, I'm just, this, the Pittsburgh is just getting on my nerves. You know, not being able to play pay, excuse me, certain players. This guy has bled, you know, the black and gold. uh, Pay the man. This is the NFL. They got plenty of money out there in Hinesville. Pay the man. But going back to the game, give me the Ravens. I don't have a whole lot of juice on there. I'm just wishing uh, uh, bad karma on the Steelers for how they're doing uh, doing the running back uh, bell. Absolutely, man. And as far as these other teams are concerned, like the Jets, uh, for Le'Veon, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, the Jets just aren't ready just yet to, you know what I mean, uh, like Sam Donald's in his first year. I don't like that trade. Uh, I would like him maybe in a Packers uniform. I think that would but maybe give the Packers some life uh, as a real weapon out, coming out of the backfield. Um, nice. I, 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 hope, I hope he ends up in a Bucks uniform. I don't see it really happening. Uh, our cap situation is a little funny. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I think... Like best case scenario or, or dream case scenario, we do we get Bell able to resign him after this year, and Jameis Winston humbles himself and takes a pay cut. Even though by NFL standards, I'm not even sure if that's even possible, considering that his fifth year option is, is 20 million. So I'm not sure if we can somehow bypass the fifth year option of 20 million for Jameis. Um, uh, if, 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 if you know what I mean, say if Jameis signs for 10 million. You know what I mean? I'd be all for that over, you know what I mean, signing James for $20 million just for next year, and, and we can't afford Bell. You know what I mean? Jameis has to take a pay cut, if anybody. Wow. Okay, we'll just move it. But like I said, that's my two cents on Pittsburgh. You know, uh, he, he's been an outstanding player, and um, I just think that he needs to get paid. Absolutely, man. Uh, just to hype on that one more time before we move on to the Monday Night Football game. Uh, week one, you know what I mean? I go to Hooters to check out all the games and stuff like that. And you got some Steelers fans in there. Every time Ryan Connor touched the ball, these these Steelers fans have the nerve to be like, Bell who? Bell who? Yeah. And, and it's just like, I'm just, I'm looking at them like, are you guys insane? If I have, if I had Le'Veon Bell on my team, I'm like, yo, I'm paying this guy. You guys are insane. You guys are I insane the, if you guys. I think the, I think the uh, LA Rams were very smart by playing Donald, their stud defensive tackle. Uh, they they wrote they wrote some checks this off season and and it paid off and you saw them on uh, on Thursday night uh, with their offense and defense. Absolutely, man. We can move on to the Monday night game. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs three zero going against the Denver Broncos at Mile High Stadium. Uh, the Vegas spread here is Chiefs minus five. They're they're the favorite on the road by five. Dunko Index only has the Chiefs by two. He's going to take the Broncos plus five here. Um, this is a very interesting game for me. Um, like most of the games this week are, a lot of great, great matchups this week. Um, because the Broncos, you know, they're a really, really, really tough team to beat at home. And the Chiefs, you know, they got Patrick Mahomes in there. 
Uh, Alex Smith is long gone. You know what I mean? He gives him a, a better dimension uh, uh, down the field to make long long passes and stuff like that to their weapons uh, uh, or whatever the case might be. At the same time, the Broncos are really, 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 really tough team to beat at Bow High. You know, whatever happens, um, you know what I mean? Whether the Chiefs jump out early, you know, the Broncos are never really out of it. You know, it feels like when they're at home, you know, they, they're making comeback victories. Um, whenever the case may be. Give me the Broncos. I'm not sure if they're going to get this win here, but I just think that the Broncos plus five at mile high. There aren't a lot of teams in the NFL that, you know what I mean, I would pick against the Broncos at home. Uh, even though the Chiefs are on fire right now, I think that the Broncos have a little bit of uh, a recipe to get this win uh, on prime time. How do you feel about this game? That's a solid pick from you. But I wanted to go with the Kansas City Chiefs led by Andy Reid um, just to pull his victory out. But Von Miller could put on a show. At, you know, it's a Monday night game. You know, Denver is a proud franchise. This is an interdivision game. This is not going to be a cakewalk. Usually these games are bloodbath. I'm going to be tur- turned on to it. Uh, like I said earlier in the pod, I've been watching a lot of football and catching, uh, and it, it'll be good to see uh, how Vance Joseph, uh, the coach of the Denver Broncos, looks over there. He's always got like a little nervous, I don't know, where I'm out of my element kind of look on. So I'm going to pay attention to the coach for Denver. They are home. You know, maybe Kansas City goes out there and they're getting some of that mile high. Who knows? But I want to take the Kansas, I want to go with Kansas City and lay the points this week. All right, man. That gives uh that, that 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 makes it a wrap for week four, man. There you guys have it. Those are our picks for week four. Uh, starting next week, week five, we're gonna go start going over the records and how many wins we're tallying up, or uh, whether it's gonna be against Dunkel or or just competitiveness amongst ourselves. We're gonna start releasing our records and stuff like that. There's a lot of wins. We we already uh you know what I mean won a lot this this year. Of course, you can't win them all in in this in this in this line of sports. Uh, but I'm, I'm proud of the way we're, we're performing so far. Uh, a lot of green on it on this spreadsheet. So how do you feel about uh, how we've been doing? I think so far so good. I kind of uh, s the bed. I think it was week two, but other than that, I've been doing fairly well. I just want to give a shout out to Eric Reed, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers, that just signed this week. Uh, with the Carolina Panthers. Shout out to their owner. He's the player that took a knee along with uh, Colin Kaepernick, and he's been ostracized throughout uh, the last year, about a year or so. So, you know, shout out to Eric Reed, an outstanding performer from uh, USC, uh, and and I hope the best for him down in the Panthers. Uh, You know, you got Atlanta Falcons, with defensive backs dropping like flies, they don't sign them. But the courage of the owner, um, I, I, I believe his name is Dave uh, Tepard. Has, he had to have courage to do that move, and I, and I thank him for signing Eric Reed. Hey, man, that's a great shout-out, man. Definitely shout-out to Eric Reed. You know what I mean? He's finally back into the NFL. Uh, he shouldn't have been a free agent for this long, to be honest. Um, and it's, it's good to see him back on the field, you know. Uh, that, that was really great news to see this week. Um, like I said, man, those were our picks for week four. This is the War Report radio series. That's the stat guy. I am Jared Adams, your gracious host. Uh, this is, uh, I think we're in the 60s as far as the podcast number of episodes we done did. 
Um, but yeah, follow me on Twitter, War Report Radio, on Instagram, War underscore Report underscore Radio, straight through. Um, yeah, man, be ready for week five, man. We're coming to you live and direct. Uh, we're going to sign out today, man. Peace, man. Peace.